0: Welcome to the Paddle Sports Lifestyle, where we invite you to dare to dream and embrace adventure. I'm your host, Kim Peek, and together with my friends, we'll help you discover new horizons and push the limits of what's possible. In season one, I'm gearing up for my biggest challenge yet, the MR340, a grueling 340 mile paddle race along the Missouri River. But before I embark on this epic journey, I'm going to need to learn everything about the world of paddling. Learn along with me so you can find your own epic adventure on the water. Welcome back to the Paddle Sports Lifestyle. We are filled with race week excitement around here. Picture this. Around 750 racers tackling the mighty Missouri River in a thrilling race against time to reach St. Charles, Missouri before the sun sets on Friday. The official cutoff time is 9 p.m., so that means racers have 85 hours to get from Kansas City to St. Louis. I am recording this right now, Friday night, and you will be listening to this on Monday or later, but its official published date will be Monday. On Monday, we are dropping our boats at Caugh Point. and then Tuesday morning at 7 a.m., the gun goes off and the race is on. And right now for me, the adrenaline is pumping, man. And emotions are a mix, they're a whirlwind of excitement with a touch of nerves. It depends on when you ask me. I'm either really, really excited or I am freaking out. In this episode, I'm going to tell you how my amazing training partners and I have spent the last 10 days preparing for this epic event. The countdown started on Saturday, July 22nd with a fun-filled Paddle KC-sponsored Paddle and Brunch. We all met on a patio at a restaurant in Grandview and had a little brunch. And then after we ate, we headed over to Longview Lake for a two-hour paddle. And we kept on finding basketballs and soccer balls along the water's edge. So as we paddled back, we rolled up our sleeves to clean up. And we just started tucking all of those balls underneath the deck lines and the bungees on the front so that we could clean up the lake. We were on a creek, actually a creek that came off of Longview Lake. And so we just started cleaning up the lake and had just a nice leisure paddle, which I thought was a great way to kick off the week of the race and then also just get together with friends and have a little bit of fun. After paddling, our power team, Tim, John, Julie, and I zipped over to Lenexa for a meeting at the library so that we could fine-tune our race strategy. The following day, we had another training session where we went from Caw Point to Lexington, which is that first leg of the MR340. And then we tested our ability to maintain a pace of over 7 miles an hour. Now on race day, we're probably not going to need to go that fast, but it was just a good test to see where we were. Tim, Lance, David, and I did that. And while we were doing that, our crew members, John and Julie, were exploring each ramp and they were assessing how accessible they were. They were making sure it was easy to get to, seeing what services were in the area, figuring out where they would get gas and ice and refill water so that they had a good feel for how they were going to find us, where they were going to park, and all those little details. And I so, so, so appreciate John and Julie doing all of that detail work for us. He even figured out where he would park at night so that we could get a good night's sleep, pull our boats off the water, and he's planning on picking us up, and he has a whole setup on his truck where we can get a good night's sleep and get cooled off and stay away from the bugs. So super, super appreciative for that. With their valuable input after they did this drive across the state to check out all the ramps, we... Revisited and perfected our race plan as much as you can perfect it ahead of time because we know that things are going to change, we're going to have to be adaptable. But we planned out pretty solidly what our goal is for the first day, where we hope to sleep each night, and our estimated finish time. After we finalized that plan, I shrunk it down and I laminated it so that Tim and I can carry the plan and the ramp notes on our boats. It is so hard to recall ramp details when fatigue sets in, and I find myself when I get bored, because it is kind of a mind-numbing thing at some point, I find myself where I want to know what the next ramp number is, and so you can compare it to those mile markers, and I will ask whoever I'm paddling with a hundred times probably, what mile marker are we going to? Because I keep forgetting. So now it's laminated. Printed out and laminated, we'll carry it on our boat so we can hopefully just glance at it as we need it. Our pre-race week also included participation in an upriver workout from Caw Point on the Kansas River. That is the ramp where the Kansas River flows into the Missouri, so you can paddle on both rivers from there. It also happens to be the starting ramp for the MR340. Our group that night split into two, and some people paddled upstream on the Missouri for a workout. Before meeting the leisure paddlers on the Kansas River. I had a massage earlier that day. I've had massages once a week for the past four weeks leading up to the race. Because I just wanted to make sure that my shoulders and all the knots in my near my shoulder blades were getting worked out. So I've had massages for the last couple of weeks just to try to start race day with as little problems going on in my neck and back as possible. But anyway, my shoulder had been hurting because of that massage. She really dug into my shoulder and some of the tissue near my pecs. So I decided to take it easier and chat with some new members while enjoying a slower pace that night. Wednesday that week, I hosted a gathering of our seven training partners and paddlers and their crews. And we ate, we had pizza, and we shared race plans. We introduced the crews to each other, talked about what colors each crew would be wearing so they would be easy to find from a distance on the ramps. And then just generally wanted to make sure that everybody knew each other so that if anybody who hadn't met yet, especially the crews, knew who to look for. Because I don't want anybody that we've been training with to feel alone. And I want them to all feel like they have lots of support there and that both the crews and the paddlers have good support. And so we helped everybody get acquainted. Of course, our crews are going to help anybody that seems like they're having a problem or that might need extra water or whatever, but I wanted to make sure that our training partners and their crews at least had met so that we can do a good job of supporting each other out there next week. So I also made a really fun playlist for the party. It has all sorts of songs about rivers, wind, sunshine, friendship, strength, Some great girl power songs that I threw in there for Anne and I. And then my favorite edition, Don't Fear the Reaper. I can't believe I haven't been singing that for months. So I found three different versions of Don't Fear the Reaper, and they're all three on the playlist. It was a fun playlist. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes in case anybody else wants to listen to it. Then Thursday, Paddle Casey hosted a water rescue and towing safety class. I have been in two situations so far this year where I've helped with a water rescue, And then another situation early on where somebody had to, Tim, had to tow me back to shore because the wind picked up and at that point I wasn't a strong enough paddler to get back in. So three times now I've needed to use some of these skills, so I figured it was a good opportunity to attend a session and officially learn how to self-rescue, team rescue, how to pull boats, push boats, all of those things that might come in handy for helping do a rescue on the water before I got to the MR340. So I did that the other night, and it was awesome. There is a guy named Eric in Kansas City who has been doing these classes for Paddle KC. Eric also goes by Leaf, and he is fantastic. He's a great teacher, and he really worked with us on some skills. And so if you're in the Kansas City area, look for one of these. They're free classes, and Paddle KC has been doing them The last couple of, uh, probably the last month. So look for those on the schedule if you see those because it was a great class and it was free. And it's a skill that every paddler needs to know. And that concluded the planned group activities and the water activities for me. The next time I'm on the water, it will be race day. So I'm recording this on Friday. We put our boats in on Monday and the race is Tuesday. So I am... In the thick of packing right now, I just got off the phone from talking to John, who is my main crew person, and we were working out some more details about what our handoffs at the ramps will look like. And I'm going to step away from my microphone here in a moment, and I am going to start packing my bags. And we are going to do, I will have Perpetuum for my protein drink. And then I will have scratch for my carbs and electrolytes. I will carry two bladders on the boat with me. And then I'll have two hydration bladders with John. And so each ramp that we get to, we're just going to swap those out each time we plan to meet so that I have fresh drinks at each time. And we don't have to spend a lot of time at each ramp mixing drinks. The scratch will be in the hydration bladders. And then I'm going to have four water bottles. I'll carry two at a time. And those water bottles are what we're going to put the Perpetuum in so that it can stay nice and cold and we can mix them right before we drink them. Because we found out recently that the Perpetuum made by Hammer has a shelf life of four hours. And so we want to make sure that we're mixing it right before we're getting ready to drink it. So that is on my agenda for tonight. We talked to John about our sleeping setup at the ramps that we will be stopping at. He is going to come help drag our boats up the ramp. We'll find a good place to put the boats for the night. And then I will sleep in the air-conditioned truck with his wife, or at least that is the plan. And Tim and John will sleep in the back of the truck. He has a, a pickup truck that has a cover over it so that all the gear will stay inside. And then he bought this really cool camping setup, tent setup, that will go on top of it. And hopefully that will keep the guys give them a little bit of shelter, and keep them bug-free. It is going to be super, super hot, though, next week. Lots of different ranges for what that possible temperature range could be, but at one point we saw 109 degrees, and that means, even if it's in the high 90s, that means we are really going to have to take extra precautions to make sure that we are not getting any kind of a heat-related illness. So John will also be handing off cooling rags to us, I hear that the two best places to put those are on top of your head or in your crotch or on the bottoms of your feet. Somebody had mentioned putting them around your neck, but then we heard that when you put that around your neck, it constricts those blood vessels, and that could be bad if you're getting too cold on that area that's leading up to your brain. So we will not be doing that. We just have a lot of things like that. We'll be packing our food in bags labeled by ramp. And then John will have a wagon that he brings things down to us in so that if we need extra protein bars or nutrition, he'll have it handy. We're going to keep some of the baby food and applesauce that comes in pouches on ice so he can bring us something like that that we can just suck down for a little cooling treat, something different from the bars. And then we'll be making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches Actually, John and Julie will, and then be bringing those to us at the ramps where we plan to eat. So those are kind of the things we're doing right now to pack. I will do a whole separate episode on, and blog post, on what gear finally made it onto the boat, and I'll give you some lists and checklists so that if you want to, if you're planning on doing this ever, you can look at my lists and you'll have a shopping list and you'll have a packing list. We have all these lists made, so I will be sharing those along with details on how we did, what we thought we should have had, what we needed, what we didn't need. And I'll give you all the scoop right after we get back. So like I said, this is Friday night right now. When you're listening to this, it will be Monday. And on Monday, we are dropping the boats at Caw Point. The boats will stay overnight. And then Tuesday morning, my friend Tracy is dropping us off at Caw Point bright and early. And then we will start at 7 a.m., And we will finish in 85 hours or less. There is no way around that. We will be at the finish line as racers who cross the finish line, just so there's no confusion about that. I plan on doing everything I can to stay in the boat, to finish this race. And hopefully when you listen to the next episodes, you will be inspired to know that an ordinary person A woman with no strong athletic ability could finish this race, and if I can do it, you can too. I can't wait to cross that finish line and come back here and tell you all about it. The good, the bad, the ugly, the highs, the lows, all the emotions, all the drama. I will bring it all to you in a week. So thank you all for listening, and we'll talk soon. Wherever life takes you this season, make it an epic adventure. There will never be a better time than now to discover what you're truly capable of. So go ahead, take that first step. Even if it feels scary, do it anyway. Thank you for listening to the Palo Sports Lifestyle. If you enjoyed this show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review. See you on the water.